0: what's up everybody uh welcome back to another episode of the excellent podcast i'm your cinematic host stefan whitaker the head honcho of sw films and today tonight we have a very 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 special guest i just want everyone to know who's who's listening and watching this podcast the person that you're seeing on the other side of me is my best friend my best friend of Mm -hmm. all time my brother uh Literally grew up with this man from, like, I want to say maybe first or second grade. Um, first grade. Crazy, man. Like, dude has been there along a lot of the, the biggest times of my life and the darkest times of my life and vice versa. And uh, I'm so happy to have my friend, Mr. Dylan Belcher, on the podcast today. Dylan, how are you doing, man? How, how are you doing in this nighttime look in Indiana right now?
1: <laughs> I'm doing amazing. You know, the weather is finally breaking. So it's like, you know, hitting around 60, 59 at night now. So it's, it's nice, man. You know, summer's uh quickly fading away, as we all know, the Midwest. You know, the weather changes from summer to winter instantly. Um, uh-huh. But it's going good, man. I'm in my beautiful apartment, Pavilion. I got the fireplace behind me. Um, so I'm <laughs> in a peaceful state of mind.
0: I'm about to say this dude has a, a, a wild ass romantic look right now on his side in Indiana, but man, I, I'm so happy to have you on here, man. Um, it really, it really is, is is something that I've been wanting to do. I've had a lot of different people that I've interviewed over the years, actually, even outside of the excellent podcast. Just back before when this podcast was the vlog channel, I had mm-hmm. so many different people on here that I interviewed, and I knew that eventually I was going to get close to where I could start to interview my like real close friends and talk to them about their businesses and and everything that they're doing. Um, So for the people who may not know Dylan or may not know yourself, man, go ahead just and explain uh, who you are and what you do and, you know, just speak to your excellence.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, Stefan, thank you for having me on this podcast, man. One of your many first guests and many more to come in the future. So um, big shout out to you and what you've been doing. Um, But anyways, yeah, name's Dylan Belcher, born and raised, Angola, Indiana, 26 years age right now. Um, but yeah, I'm the uh, f- current founder and owner of Cart Delivery, based out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, also, very passionate in fitness, and uh, and also I'd say meditation—that's a big thing in my life now. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, alongside growing up with Stefan in Angola, a small town, lake community. You know, going through you know your typical upbringing. You know, childhood friends right around the block. <laughs> Yeah. Always going over it, hanging out, you know, our perspectives rubbing off on each other's as a young kids. And, you know, like I've always told you, Stefan, like we always kind of kept that same type of journey, different paths. But we've all had our checkpoints along the way. But it seems like we always kind of end, you know, end up meeting at some type of checkpoint in life. Oh, yeah. It all, it, all, it, all is, it all seems to kind of flow nice and easy with you and I um, as Absolutely. we age and as we progress. So, but yeah, that's a, bit, a little bit about my background.
0: Absolutely. For sure, man. For everyone listening, man, I, I want to give Dylan his flowers right now because we're gonna have we're gonna have a really nice conversation today. But I want to give yeah. Dylan his flowers because for a lot of people who who know me and a lot of people who look to me for inspiration or motivation or just you know they see a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, the cool shit that I you know post the 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 wins and the celebrations and the success whatever. I really have to say, man, that. Dylan was one of the first people to like really influence me in those types of realms of like a, be a better version of yourself in times. Like me and Dylan played football together. And I remember Dylan, it was you that I think that actually like convinced me to play football in eighth grade. I remember that. Yeah. You're
1: a big ass kid, man. I was like, (laughs) has to play football. Like all your, all of us buddies are playing. Like you're the only one not playing with us.
0: Right. Yeah. I never, never, exactly. I never grew up like, like in like, middle school or elementary school like that like really interested in football or wanting to play football and then after middle school or once middle school was getting ready to end for us eighth grade I was like ah you know I'm, I'm gonna have to do this and Dylan influenced me to do that even further on when it came to just like playing football and then figuring out what do we wanted to do after college you know of course everyone knew that I wanted to do film but I think even after college it was like Dylan was so big into the to the the business world and and figuring out more about these corporations, figuring out more about how entrepreneurs run. And, and, And truthfully, like as soon as I graduated from college in 2016, I learned so much from you, Dylan, just about all these different kinds of things I never would have known about certain entrepreneurial aspects. Like, you know, I learned about Gary V from you and, you know, everybody loves Gary V. You know, I learned about him from you. I learned about all these different kind of Uh, situations with certain tech companies and and their business dealings and certain terms like SEO and all this other kind of like complicated shit from you. And I just want to say thank you, man, for those influences that you brought, because those have definitely like have rubbed off and stuck as far as just like the business aspect and just like keeping keeping a level head and trying to get better every step Mm -hmm. of the way. I got I got to credit that to you, man. So I I I appreciate it, man. I thank Absolutely, you Absolutely, man.
1: Absolutely. I, I, you know, it's crazy that you mentioned that because, like, uh, you know, as, I, like we've always talked about on the side and in public and with other uh, groups of friends, you know, we've grown up together, gone through these stages of life, and, you know, me being in college for short stint, leaving, you know, dropping out of college and kind of going through, like, you know, that short young life crisis and trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step, what to do, what to try out. And, and you know, business always, you know – kind of had a, a passion in my back end. I've always been interested in businesses, how things ran, mm. uh, and how, how businesses ran on the back end was the kind of the biggest interest I had.
0: For so sure. Kind of,
1: yeah, it kind of, that, that kind of influenced the whole movement, me wanting to just try stuff.
0: Definitely, you know? man. And that's what we're going to get into. I want I want to talk, I want to start off the interview just by kind of starting from the beginning a little bit, man. Like, so as Dylan mentioned, you know, earlier, uh, me and Dylan literally lived like, right. Dylan lived right around the corner. We lived right around the corner from each other. Back, uh, back circle, in Angola. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you know, it was it was kind of wild because, you know, um, from then, man, I forget how how it might have came together. I think, like I said, I seen you at maybe like a fucking rest, uh, recess or something. And then the <laughs> next thing you know, I'm like, who's this big-headed white kid, you know, and then <laughs> we just got together like that, man. And then you came over to the crib um, and literally it was like, you know, we bonded through playing video games and just like, also, my brother would always play, like, Wu-Tang and shit around us. And mm-hmm. <laughs> always, you know, Roosevelt, shout out to Roosevelt. Just uh, just a whole bunch of experiences that we had with our friend groups, too. You know what I mean? Shout out to the, to the guys, the Brandons, Troy, uh, people in that main friend group. But for you, though, I want to start from the beginning. And when I mean by the beginning, I mean specifically the beginning of us kind of growing up and having to be on our own and kind of learn uh, through mm-hmm. our own uh, life lessons, we'll call it, which I would say would be after high school, necessarily. Mm-hmm. So um, for you, man, like football was a pretty big passion for you. Uh, that was a big passion really for all of us. I think at a time, like I really like during high school, I, I became a passion for me I, where I thought I almost wanted to play college football. But I just knew mm-hmm. that it wasn't kind of in the in the books for me. But for you, you went to the University of Finley, Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. And you you were on the football team. And I just want to kind of talk about how how, how did the football passion kind of lead and then change into entrepreneurship for you? Because it changed, it changed not quickly, but it, it took a little bit of time. It took that entire college stint almost mm-hmm. two years, at least like, how did that transition happen? I think that
1: transition happened, you know, you know, some pretext of that, you know, before arriving to Finley and, you know, being on the official college football team you know, at the division two level, you know, so to say that at least, um, but before that, I think, you know, what sprung my mindset was about, you know, end of junior year of high school around that, you know, winter time of junior year. And I wanted to, I started, you know, asking my personal mind, my own conscious. you know, what was I going to do after school? You know, What kind of was my plan? You know, of course, I had my parents chime in here and there, but I, I started to kind of think a little bit early. And I, I definitely always wanted to be different. I didn't want to be, you know, just. A normal kid, you know, graduating high school and just going to college for four years and getting a job. I wanted to, uh, you know, have some type of involvement somewhere and be, you know, and kind of be held, you know, on a pedestal, so to speak, back then, my mindset was. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, you know, my physical stature and, and, you know, things I was able to work towards, I, you know, I thought football was an avenue I could express that. And had always will have a passion for football, especially back then being an 18, 17-year-old kid and just want to... Excel in something and train towards something and, d- and do mm-hmm. hard stuff to eventually get some type of end result. Um, so yeah, that was like, that was my mindset pre-college, you know, once arriving there, I'm like, I think that's our first time I hit my head. Like, okay, I I've arrived here, but never really had a plan after arriving, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I kind of just viewed as getting to college as like my end goal.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like most uh, kids go
1: through that. I feel like most kids just yeah. get there and they're like, Oh fuck. You know, I have all this free time, and I I can do whatever I want. And there's not really no one watching over my shoulder. So, you know, there's not really a plan in motion once you step foot on, you know, on a whole other state, whole other city with whole other kids, you know, girls, yeah. coaches. You just, it's all new, it's all foreign to you. So but yeah, yeah. I would say I would say about say that 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 mental shift in my mind of wanting to do or be interested in entrepreneurship and business was just the sole fact of just simply, you know trying to strive a football you know with all the training and off-season work and then lifting weights that's i know i found like a love and passion just trying to get better you know the yeah end of the day.
0: for sure man because you know it's interesting man like when uh like when we all went off to college man it was literally i remember you know everyone i was going to full sail so i was going to florida i was going the furthest i think out of our friends obviously from like from going to college you know left a few different states over you know Mm -hmm. to go out to college and then you went to finley and then i think troy went to like Mississippi, not mississippi (laughs) minnesota or some shit um and then the brandons didn't go to college but for you though i remember i remember when i was in college there was a point man where i was like going through school and you know. When like during that senior year of high school i was really 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 fucking invested and ready to go off to film school like i was ready i was Mm trying there that was like the number one thing i was ready for i was excited for i looked back at all these posts that i posted back in like 20 fucking 11 2012 you know or something like not 2012 but yeah 2013 those like right when we were getting ready to go off to college was around like 2014 i was so ready for that and then when i was in it you know, I was obviously doing my thing and I obviously wanted all the friends to do well. I remember making posts about you and Troy going off to college and all this kind of shit, mm-hmm. like, you know, giving support. But then I remember going on Snapchat. I used to say I said it in a song one time. If for the people who go back and look at. Um, for the people who go back and look at. Uh, uh, they go back and look at the song called YDMD, Your Dream, My Dream. I remember saying something about going on Snapchat and being disappointed, seeing some of my friends do dumb shit. I remember you going on Snapchat, seeing you guys do stupid shit back then. Oh, I'm sure, but back then. (laughs) Back then, and I'd be disappointed. And then, obviously, it kind of led me, I think, to finding out eventually that you had eventually, like, left college and stuff. And I want to talk about that for you. Like, you obviously, you dropped out of college. You, you know, dropped out of Finley. Like, how did that change? First of all, what led to that? And then, like, how did that change – how did that change you as a person? Because, I mean, dropping out of school, as you, like, as you said, is, you know, kind of going off to college and then like only looking at college as that destination and like the like the end goal and not really having an idea of what was next. I would imagine mm-hmm. that probably was like a like a complete change of, of life and change of emotions and everything. Like, How did that affect you?
1: Yeah, it was it was a, it was a shock. You know, I feel like most, you know, well, you know, there's, I'd say there's like a good split amongst kids who get shocked once they arrive somewhere, you know, at, the, at their college or their end goal that they had envisioned their mind in high school or post high school. Um, you know, some kids are, you know, have that sheltered mindset, you know, they'll go through the whole process and, you know, what are end result they get to that's that. But for me mm-hmm. in, in particular, I think the biggest thing that kind of changed and kind of shocked me was just, again, not having that no plan in place. I, I think I was yeah. a kind of walk around empty minded and, and, you know, next day type of mindset. And mm-hmm. I, I would say, I'd say a weak mindset. I'd say that's the first time of being, you know, kind of question my own abilities of what the heck what I was doing. Um, yeah. That, that'd be the biggest thing was just having a weak mindset and not having a forward motion plan of, you know, what was my steps you know, year one, year two, year three, year four in college.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, man. I mean, because like dropping out of college, you know, it's funny, man. And and, and I remember it, we had a conversation about it because it, I felt like it kind of changed, like changed our, our perspectives tight, like a little bit, like as far as like how we looked at college at the time, you know, because myself, you know, uh, I was I've been pretty sure in my immediate family, I was I've been the first one to go to college. I think Roosevelt had went to college for a while, but then stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mom did too. I'm pretty sure dad probably didn't, <laughs> but like, the, I, I just know that I was the one to like go through and graduate. And I'm pretty sure my mom did the same thing. I don't know for my, for mom, dad, Roosevelt, everybody watching. I'm sorry if I for completely like don't know uh, that that story inside of it, but regardless, I graduated from college and how we looked at college like was like, we looked at college a lot, how I don't know, we, we felt like college was super important. Yeah, uh, we like we
1: we thought it was we thought it was like a, a big you know thing we we were gonna look back and see you know yeah. next teachers and and friends and and, and our parents or family you know just all celebrating that hey we got to college or we graduated college and that was like that was the biggest thing to grab onto back then it seemed like and it still so, kind of so, is
0: today and and yeah. most days like I feel like a lot of people in America specifically treat college as like it's like it's a fucking necessity which maybe I guess depending on what you're what your degree what you want to do uh, for your career i guess but like for me personally like film school was something i didn't need to do but i felt Mm -hmm. like in terms of uh in terms of just like my network and my experience um and my knowledge you know and regardless of how much the fucking shit was like it's still it still was very important but i mean I'm sure obviously your family had probably thought the same thing too. Like they want you to go to college and get through it. Like how did. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like I was like in my immediate family, I'd be the, f- yeah, the first one, my dad went to school for uh, three years, actually uh, at Tri State, you, know, you know, pre-trying, but, mm-hmm. um, and he was very smart and he just, you know, I think walked out there kind of with not mm-hmm. then, not kind of what I went through, but more you know, just kind of help out his family on other stuff that came up. But, but yeah, in my family, yeah, I was the first one to come out and like you know playing sports on a scholarship and, and going through that process initially. So yeah, it was like how did how it, did that news of
0: how did that news of you dropping out like how did that like do you remember like the time and moment I guess when you had to like tell your tell your mom and dad about that? Yeah, you know what it,
1: it was it was so strange. Like I I remember around that time frame, like it was a. Uh, maybe 2015 yeah i'd say 2015 like like almost like i'd say early springtime 2015 ish mm-hmm. and uh i went to I remember, I remember i stopped kind of going to class i came home for a couple consecutive weekends and then i remember heading down the pcb for spring break for my freshman year and uh I, I remember just coming back on that in a road trip with a car full of idiots back then Um, yeah and then just i just didn't want to go back i was just like what's the point i think you know also mixed in with uh some relationship issues i was going on and just my own i'd say early life crisis just like oh my god who know who am i what am i doing and why am i you know at this school in ohio (laughs) so i that's you know all these things kind of rushed in my head and i just did not go back and how that affected my parents you know i'd say my on my mom's side she was just confused what was going through my head what i was trying to do or get out of whereas my dad was just like hey you know this was like i thought the obligation we made you know we you know hey i sent you all sent you all this training you know you put through all this effort you know why just leave you, you know after first year but yeah and yeah and it, and it fractured you know like kind of like Okay. but I think at that point, my parents were like, okay, you know, he's, you know, he's off on his own. He's going to have to figure things out. And as, you know, as a 19 year old, he's going to have to figure things out and go through probably some rough patches to maybe hopefully, you know, go down those, one of those two roads that we talked about Stefan. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. law kids, they, they go through school, they had that shelter protective, um, you know, shield around them, so to speak, you know, they get through school, they get their job and then they settle down. Life's good or, you know, good for them, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. For me or for people who drop out, it's like you get home and it's like there's really only two roads you can take. You just you can stay around your hometown, around the same people you grew up with and just slowly, slowly digress and get settled into, a, I would say, at the bottom tier of the food chain, so to speak. And you'd really never know you're there until, you know, your death or less, unless you have someone that really loves you, really is a great friend that tells you, hey, you, you should be doing more with your life. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say coming back home I I I, did, I regressed back into that that just that soft mindset of just oh I'm just going to kind of go with the flow and and, and just kind of figure things out as they come by and, and just right. pick up jobs where as need be for money. So, but yeah, it it was a big big learning process. I'm sure the people out there watching this and dropped out after, you know, one full year or maybe just one semester, maybe some of those kids or some of those people are going through it, but um, yeah, it's a process.
0: Yeah, man. Cause I mean, yeah, I think, like I said, like college to me at the time when I was in college, like it felt, it felt important for sure. And I felt like I, like, there's no way I feel like I could drop out. One, I'm fucking, I don't even know how many miles away from home. <laughs> but like, yeah, you're, I mean, you're all, down in
1: Florida all the way back up to Indiana. Like, there was yeah, no escape for you.
0: <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no escape, man. It's like, I got to go through it. And like, full yeah, sail think- was one of those.
1: By the way, Stefan, like I want to chime yeah. in real quick. I think one of my issues too, because I had other options of schools to go further away from home,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I, I think I should have took that initiative to just break away from anything that was, you know, on my shoulders or on my side at that time from Angola, other than my family, and just detach from it all and show into a further away school where you know that trip home had was harder. You know, maybe five or six plus hours instead of you know an hour and forty-five minutes.
0: So. <laughs> Yeah, that that's true. That, that, that could really change something because I mean, definitely the, how far the distance is makes it, you know, you kind of, you kind of start to think like, damn, if you really care about like how it affects your family, you know, that, that have like, if, obviously if you leave and if they're the only people that can kind of get you and console you and get you back to home and back to a comfort zone that you're used to, it can be kind of like difficult for them to have to go drag their ass all the way. Like if that's basically like me saying like, to my mom like hey mom i can't do this california shit no more you know i'm gonna have to just take i'm gonna have to drive two three days home <laughs> to get back to indiana mm-hmm. it's like nah i can't do that you know but not necessarily for 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 them but for myself you know and and that's why you know that's why i couldn't be in that position but for you though with the with with that happening You know, uh, I I just remember it kind of switched. I remember the the idea and importance of college kind of switched. Maybe in your mind a little bit, as far as like college is not needed or colleges. You know, there's 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 a certain kind of look at college that is uh, sort of negative. I remember that kind of happened after that shift. And I remember back in the day, I used to think, "Damn, maybe you feel like that because of because you had left." But then I kind of think about it, and I kind of understand the difference because I mean, I definitely have a I, I definitely have a a certain look at college. Like I definitely don't think college is always needed to be Mm -hmm. successful, to be successful. I don't think it's not, it's not needed to be successful. Yes. Like you gotta have a degree to do certain jobs, but like at the very end of the day, we know a lot of people in our lives, like shout out to Brandon Spalding. He doesn't have a degree and he's doing amazing things. Um, Mm -hmm. Same with brand acres doing amazing things. Same with Troy, you know, Troy kind of had a similar situation where he didn't finish college, but is still doing amazing things. Like, we don't need you don't need to, to be in that in that type of infrastructure to be successful but at the at the very mm-hmm. same time the one thing about college that fucks people up and i see this happen all the time is that people people you know we, we grew up in school for almost what 13 14 15 years of our lives usually mm-hmm. sometimes like, i think it's like a 13 year type of situation when it comes to like being through preschool to all the way to you know senior year or whatever and people get so comfortable in that type of structure because that's all that we have. But then college comes around, you add in another four years or even less or even more than four. And then basically when you leave that infrastructure, if you haven't dealt with enough comfortability in yourself and comfortability in your positions in life and your career and other sorts of things, just life shit, it makes it very tough for people to, to be out of that infrastructure where people crumble when they get dealt with the real fucking world. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause the real world, the real world is, is, is an educational moment in itself, but it is mm-hmm. nothing like, it is nothing like a public. Well, it's more like a public school <laughs> than a private school, but it's nothing <laughs> like school. It's nothing like school. Like it's, it's, it's different, you know, real life is, is, is a harder teacher than fucking school is. So yeah. um, when you dropped out though, I mean, what, what was the, what, I mean, what was the next plan for you? Like, obviously it was, it was, I would assume getting back to Angola, but like, what was your initial thoughts moving forward after that? Like, did you have a plan at all set? Like, when did you make your plan?
1: No no plan set. I I would say once I I arrived back home and you know, that mid March of 2015, I was just like, you know, whoa, you know, like what am I doing? So I'm like, no, obviously I need a job. (laughs) So I, I picked up a job at a, a local factory in Angola or warehouse and, you know, just started, you know, at least working to get money because, you know, at that time, you know, I can't bug mom and dad for money because, Hey, you just dropped out of college. You know, you're kind of, you know, you're responsible for yourself financially. I'm you still had a place to live, you know, my parents' house. didn't have to pay rent thankfully or anything like that, but still had to, you know, get money. So at that point, that was my first time kind of you know, full-time job. Cause know, going through high school, I never really had a job, know, I worked part time, like, junior year at Applebee's for some weekend money and to hang out with you and stuff <laughs> and get <getting laughs> with the guys. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'd say there, there was no plan in place since I came on. It was just kind of like getting a job and, and figuring stuff out and just going through like the rough young life patches and, and tr- just trying not to end up down that too far down that dark road of like of negatives and, and setbacks and, and, and hanging out too long and too much of the wrong people. Because I, I definitely ventured down that. I definitely, I, I would say I, I kind of, I have, in my young life right now, I've been just turned 26. I would say I've I've ventured enough down that deep road of like darkness, so to speak. You know, everyone has their own perspective, their own dark path uh, in life. But I would say I, I took enough steps into it to realize, you know, hey, this, this plate's super hot. I need to get the fuck out of here and, and switch and adjust my gears and try to figure out or just be aware enough to another perspective in life you know either you know entrepreneurship or or fitness just something to open my mind to something else other than the current path i was on so yeah, yeah there, there was no path when i came back home. It's was just trying to figure stuff out and you know thankfully now five six years later it's uh i'm definitely down a much better and successful path than then i started off by.
0: yeah no definitely and i think it's cool i want to i want to talk more about like the the, the dar- Down the dark path or with the wrong people, at least right mm-hmm. now for a lot of people who are probably going to be listening and watching this podcast there's going to be a lot of people that we probably know personally from Angola, Indiana. Um, and, you know, for me, I've always been for me, I've, I've definitely have always. Th- there's been a lot of things that I've seen from people in general, and then, you know, it too, because we, we've talked about it a lot. I always mention it. There's a lot of shit I've seen from people back in those times. Now, now is different currently now there could be different. There's definitely differences with people, but back then I've always kind of been the type of person where I had a certain kind of mindset to where I'm trying to get, get the work done. I'm trying to do something with my life and make something of my time. And, and I'm not trying to fuck around and have, and, and waste my time with parties and, 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 you know, fucking these girls and all this kind of shit. It just wasn't, it wasn't, It yeah. I mean, look, it wasn't part of my, it wasn't part of my life. I wasn't, I Now, I delved into that a little bit when I was obviously out of college. Like, of course, I I was still young, but at the same time, I knew what was important. I wasn't out here doing all that type of shit every single weekend because it just didn't do anything for me. And there's a lot of people that we know growing up in high school within high school that they we could their lives really got ruined because of a lot of shit they did at that young age during that time when they were high schoolers and getting, you know, (laughs) after high school, we know a lot of people who, who are like that. And um, to me, you know, I, I would say I used to have so much like resentment and just disdain, disdain for, for people of like, who are in those type of, who delve down that type of road. It just wasn't anything interested to me because, you know, when you hang around those types of people, you know uh, you, you, you're like a sponge. You soak in all that type of shit that they're doing yep. and that, that they are and it and affects you and it turns you into a, you know, there's that, there's that whole meme i'll probably put it up on the screen here but there's a meme of like the rotten apple hanging around a bunch of fresh apples and all the other apples get rotten too or some shit i remember seeing some meme that's like that that i've seen Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah there's there's so much truth to that in real life in reality and i'm just like nah i could you know i always chose to stay away from those types of people and you know i think the type of people that are that i you know that come to mind right now i think about you know what how how have Maybe their lives changed from my perspective in 2021. I think a lot of people have somewhat changed for the better. And then, you know, there's people that we know that, man, they ain't fucking changed. People, people are never – some people are never, like, are never going to get out of that moment. Like you said, there's people who no. don't realize it until it's time to die. You yeah, know what it's, I mean? Yeah, it's too,
1: it's, too, it's too late for most people once they realize it. You know, they, I mean – Or they don't want to face the man in the mirror, so to speak.
0: Exactly you know what i mean and it's like sometimes they don't realize that the person who's in their way of their success is is that man in the mirror who they you know who they have to face so mm-hmm. for yourself man i mean just getting yourself kind of around to doing your first venture which uh which was quick eats back yep. in the day um and i forget when you start when did you start quick eats when did that was that like, like 2017 2016 20 late 2016 like late summer 2016 yep yeah cuz i was home for that um, but you had started kind of early on, I think a little bit too. Cause I remember, I remember seeing something I felt like when I was like still in college, like getting ready mm-hmm. to graduate. And then, yeah, Quick eats was the first venture, but before we kind of get more in depth with Quick eats, like, uh, I guess what, what with entrepreneurship, right? Like what was your first, I guess, what was your first, um, viewing of an idea or an example of, of entrepreneurship? Because a lot of people usually, some people still don't know what the fuck entrepreneurship really is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are stuck to this general consensus or not, not general consensus, but general identi- general identification of what a job is, you know, working yeah. for somebody a nine to five structure. I think that's what a lot of, you know, uh, people look at in terms of just, you know, what a job is and what a job could be. But when it comes mm-hmm. to working for themselves and being a boss that usually isn't always thought of, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's being thought of more, but how did you get into wanting to take that step into being an entrepreneur?
1: Well, first off, you know, I, I always had an interest in, you know, just in basic business and entrepreneurship, also like with technology and like, you know, what was like, you know, the next wave of businesses to come through. But I would say like, you know, coming back from college and dropping out, I, I started watching like YouTube videos and, 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 you know, and people's vlogs and YouTube and I started coming across like business vlogs and things like that. And I just started watching random videos and started to come across common names and just started to kind of get my mind to open up to fresh, you know, a new train of thought towards, you know, life, how to, you know, potentially start a business or just attempt to try something. So uh, at that point, I I was, uh, I forget what time and frame it was, but I was actually with uh, Brandon Smalling and Daniel Soto back when they lived in uh, St. Joe in Fort Wayne.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I I think we're just bumming around, probably smoking weed, just hanging out and chilling back then. (laughs) You know, we're just young and stupid. And, we're all like talking about how about like food delivery and, in, in, you know, in Angola, you know, like kind of like, you know, it's done through like a mobile app or a website and customers can get food delivered. And we thought, Oh, you know, Hey, the lake gets really busy at Lake James and Crooked Lake. You can take advantage of all the people that have money that kind of stay in that area for, you know, three to four months. So that's kind of, it, it kind of blossomed out of that little conversation. And I started poking my head around a little bit more. And then my eyes started to get bigger and bigger each little day because I'm like, Oh, that's, you know, this is something I could like just create out of nothing. <laughs> and just like, I, I could use leverage Facebook and social media and just talk about it and just message a bunch of people and, and see what happens. And then I started yeah. to figure out how to build a basic website, how to like, you know, design posts on Canva, just like, you know, the, these little early, early, early stages of like mechanic, you know, mechanics and business of just like, just you know, attempting something and, and actually going out and, and like, in exchanging you know a good or a service from just somebody and getting money or cash involved and taking mm-hmm. that back in so that was like, inter- like the most interesting process how i could just start something from nothing sell it or market it and then get cash and money and finances in return for
0: it so that right. kind of
1: sparked my whole mindset for that
0: not definitely because I-, I can't even remember the time that you told me when that you're going to start this start this job i really don't even remember like how that how the conversation may have came up between you and i about it but yeah i do remember yeah specifically yeah first it was you daniel and brandon doing it then eventually they weren't a part of it um Mm -hmm. which of course you know that was that was kind of interesting too because i think you may have caught caught some beef there for a quick second yeah for (laughs) sure
1: (laughs) i think back then back all back then i would say all of us involved were just like Random in a in a in a a thought process. Like I think we're just like wanting some quick money, and without running a business and being like a head honcho was a cool thing back then.
0: But with like, I with the with the idea of quick eats though, like you know how a lot of people sometimes like, like you know how kids right? Let's just I guess I will use this as an example. Like kids will do like a lemonade stand, and when they do a lemonade stand, which by the way, guys, me and Dylan did a lemonade stand way back in the days. We did shit ever actually. You know, it was it was hilarious because like, you know, it mean, is 20
1: bucks, <laughs> 20 bucks. We just get like a pop for like, you know, people come yeah. by all sweet. You know, we're just a little kid selling lemonade. And we'd be like 20, 30
0: bucks. It was hilarious because like if you guys <laughs> if you guys can imagine like here's this little interracial friend group selling lemonade and shit. People in Indiana don't give a fuck about that. But if you did, <laughs> if we would have did that interracial friendship selling lemonade somewhere a little bit more. With more, I guess, more uh, culture, we'll call it. We probably could have got more money, but ain't nobody. My mom (laughs) gave us the most money. My mom gave us the most money. I forget. I think she had $50 that she said, y'all split this, or some shit she did. Anyway, uh, shout out, moms. But no, um, the idea of a lemonade stand, you know, kids will just set up a lemonade stand. Like, they, they have an idea. They want to sell lemonade for an entire week or however long. And they just set up a lemonade stand, you know, the basic way. You have your lemonade. You have your cups. You have your stand. have some shade. You have you know, a, a chain, a jar for some change, all that kind of stuff. But like, you know, I use that as a, as a general example of wanting to do like a hustle real quick, but what you were doing was more of a, let's really turn this into a feasible business. Let's turn this into something that's a little bit more in the idea of the uh, gig economy app style type things at first. Mm-hmm. Um, what, you, what made you want to take it that way? Because if you say that it was more of like a hey, let's get money, you know, let's kind of get some quick money. I feel like it makes sense if it's like, you know, in a smaller idea to make quick money. But when you want to do something such something at a, at a certain scale, the quick money doesn't happen too easy. Like what made you want to yeah. do it kind of like a bigger way than just like the general way of wanting to deliver food to people?
1: I think just basically research, you know, I I kept like reading articles about like, you know, the the whole gig economy. I saw like these apps getting bigger and bigger. I'm like, hey, you know, this, this might be like a big thing. Like, like, hey, I want to ride this wave and I have like a lot of interest towards it. So, um, you know, little me back then just by myself with a few drivers that I like contracted out, you know, it was just like, it was just in a process of doing and figuring out along the way and realizing, oh, you know, this could be something potentially bigger, you know, this could capture maybe the town's attention and could be like the mainstream thing of getting food delivered or hauled around Angola or the lakes. So back then, that was my mindset. That was my mindset.
0: Not for sure. And I think, you know, before DoorDash eventually made its way to Angola, I feel like that would have been a really cool idea. You know, obviously DoorDash is in Angola now and, and DoorDash, you know, I don't know how well DoorDash is in Angola, but um, still, I mean, it's there, it's an option for people now. And from what I've heard, yeah,
1: yeah. I saw like way during the waiting in Fort Wayne, like, that kind of like inspired me a little bit. I'm like, Hey, you know, that's why is not around Angola? You know, I feel like right. growing up in Angola, I feel like you have that same, that same thought process, Stefan. It's like, we want, we always want to try to like drop some type of value back in our hometown and be recognized for something. 1000. So, Absolutely. Why not?
0: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, for sure. Always trying to drop value, always trying to uh trying to give something back. And yeah, we just, we want to be known. Right. Because, that's the thing about angola man and we'll probably delve into that a little bit a little bit later but more just of how angola you know angola is one of those places to where there's not really there's not really a staple like a staple Mm -hmm. a a a person of interest or a thing of interest in angola i mean the thing of interest the activity of interest the would be the lakes probably and maybe trying but when it comes to like when it comes to like how certain places have certain icons in their, in their homes t- that are from their hometown. And, you know, like how there's like a Kendrick Lamar in Compton or how there's a Eminem or big Sean in Detroit, how there's a Kanye West or Lil Dirk in Chicago, like, you know, stuff like that. There's not, obviously Angola is nowhere near the size of any of those places I just named, but still mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, there's a lot of people who come from small, small ass towns who, you know, who make something of themselves. I mean, shit, Michael Jackson from Gary, Indiana, Freddie Gibbs from mm-hmm. Gary and, uh, Mike Epps from Indianapolis you know you know those places are bigger than Angola too <laughs> but regardless how did how did the switch of well first of all what made you stop doing quick eats what happened like because quick eats didn't last too long what, what happened with that
1: no it was like a half a year process and I think like back again it was more like a hustle but also like you know eventually I eventually I think that kind of opened my mindset for the first time I like, go oh, you know business you know wow this can be like a long-term thing but back then Again, with email quickie, it was more just hey, it as a hustle, just for the summertime to get money. Which I, I, made, you know, a little killing in the summertime, especially around the lakes, and it, it kept money in my pocket enough to do stuff and be mobile and do what I wanted to do.
0: Wasted um, on dumb shit. Wasted on hell of dumb <laughs> shit, like
1: alcohol, parties, marijuana, you name it. We the money was, I take the money in, and the money go right back out the next few days, either in shoes, right. clothes, you know how that went. But yeah, it was just, it, it was just money in my pocket. It was, it was a hustle back then, but it, it definitely, you know, the, the thing I got out of the whole process for half a year of doing that was, you know, I, I have a lot of interest in business.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and so build up that. knowledge. Yeah. built up your knowledge yeah. just based on it too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had dope. to go
1: off and create my own LLC as like a 19, 19, almost 20 year old kid. And like, I had no idea about an LLC. I had to like Google that research. That. I'm like, Oh, I think I need that. So I applied for one and got it. And I mm-hmm. I remember my parents were like with this whole like legal booklet or yeah this whole like legal thing shipped to my house from uh, uh, LegalZoom. My parents were like, "You did that all by yourself? Like, how do you how do you know about that?" And, like, I just researched it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was just kind yeah. of constructing pieces, uh, sometimes destructively, but I was I was kind of gluing together like you know the early mechanics of business and trying to figure out what the hell to do, which it helped. Right. You know, it's it's the process of doing,
0: for sure no definitely um and then obviously the biggest the biggest switch man is is where it's all right all where it's all at right now but it definitely still had went through such a long uphill battle um mm-hmm. you eventually switched into cart you know cart is you know your main business man and i remember 2017 is when i think that was basically had launched i remember uh back when i was grocery living in, yeah yeah it was still it was grocery delivery so the whole entire like Theme of of the business was completely different. Yeah, Um, we went to a
1: bigger market and things like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, like that was yeah, it was crazy. And uh, background, I was living in Indiana. uh, You know, I had my office and everything. And I remember, bro, you'd be over there every night. We'd be in there late night working. I'm editing, you know, music videos or or commercials or whatever I was doing. And then you were in there, you know, kind of talking about some business plans. I've missed that office a lot because that office is (laughs) where so many things. I memories. My office. you know, my office was literally the place where everybody's business got made. SW Films was made there. Cart was made there. Fucking New Root was made there. <laughs> like everything, everything was made in my office. So y'all owe me some money, uh, <sighs> low-key. Uh, nah, <laughs> some royalties just for the the use of my fucking energy and space. Um, I'm just playing. Um, but nah, Cart, man. How? What? First of all, like after Quick Eats was done, I mean – what made you want to go into grocery delivery and what made you want to move that market into Fort Wayne? I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of simple and easy uh, why you wanted to move to Fort Wayne, but I mean, guess what, what happened, what made it want to be grocery delivery?
1: i would say just doing more research, like in the space, like I, I realized, like, hey, food delivery sucks. There's very uh, tight margins. And at that time I saw like DoorDash and Uber Eats getting bigger. I'm like, you know, these companies have like, you know, they're backed by, you know, Hundreds of millions of dollars by venture capitalists. So I'm like, you know, this probably isn't the coolest space to be in. But I'm like, how about grocery delivery? And I started to think about that. And the process went to that. I'm like, you know, that's a kind of more, uh, kind of similar approach to food delivery, but you're getting grocery orders. But I thought, you know, I could just, instead of, you know, individually picking out groceries, we just send shoppers through, you know, to like Kroger, Walmart, Myers, and just have pickup orders that were placed on their websites and just have them picked up and delivered to the customer's house. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hey, that'd be a big market, I'm sure, in Fort Wayne of how big and quick it's getting and all the uh grocery stores are located in Allen County. So yeah. and at that time also I just want to get the hell out of my parents' house and do my <laughs> own thing. <laughs> so yeah. by any means, I didn't care what that meant. I just want to get out of my parents' house, do my you know, at that age of twenty, twenty one, you you know, you want to get out and do your own thing and start, you know, start the process of living on your own, officially and doing your own thing. So all that kind of combined got me to Fort Wayne and then just also wanted to be in a bigger market and, and you know, grow potentially what I thought was a bigger business, than, you know, what Quick Geeks was in Angola.
0: For sure. Yeah, because car, I mean, yeah, I just remember all the times that we, you know, would be in the office and just talking about what the whole idea was going to be like, talking about what the logo is going to look like. And yeah, DoorDash, you know, you, uh, yeah, Dylan also introduced me to DoorDash too. Like I DoorDash a small amount sometimes whenever I'm not working, basically whenever I have days off um, I'll door sometimes for like a couple hours or whatnot. And uh, you introduced me to that and shipped and everything like the Instacart. Like I had learned about all those different times of types of gig economy app from you. I don't really remember a gig economy app that I had used probably prior to me graduating. Honestly, like I, I can't remember when Airbnb was created, um, but I think maybe you probably brought that to my attention too. I mean, the very first Airbnb mm-hmm. I stayed at was with you in Colorado yeah. um yeah no it's crazy but with with uh with cart kind of you know going into grocery delivery and obviously it was the idea of like we looked at instacart and shipped as those being like the you know i guess the kind of head-to-head top companies at the time that were doing grocery delivery um mm-hmm. obviously that kind of shifted the change from grocery delivery to now like move like you know uh on-demand moving basically um, yeah and whatnot but before we really get into the 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 business aspect of it, like obviously you had teamed up with another good friend of mine, Justin Davis, shout out to Mr. Justin Davis. Who's who eventually will be on the shout podcast out to Justin. sometime soon. You guys were in a partnership for a while in building the, in building the company. How did you, how did that even, how did that even come together? Cause I, I really don't even remember how you guys got together to even make cart. Yeah, it was, uh,
1: I think back in like in 2017 ish ar- around that time when I was kind of wrapping up the cart, but was making, you know, Announcements or you know, kind of whereabouts of people on Facebook about cart and what kind of I wanted to do with it. Yeah. I, at that time, I think Justin, you know, he, he can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was selling like Cutco knives and stuff, and he was like trying to really push that. I think he was he was involved with some guys at Indie, and they were doing pretty good. And he wanted me to get involved. By house hey, and I was trying to do like the you know an on demand app at the time. So, but mm-hmm. I, I understood Justin. Justin had a passion. And he was he was vocal and. It seemed like at the time he understood marketing, which I um I was like, hey, you know, Justin be kind of a, a, a cool person, which I knew he was living at Fort Wayne at the time, going to St. Francis. I'm like, hey, you know, Justin be a good person to reach out to. someone that we kind of grew up together in the past, you know, playing travel baseball, sports. Um, you know, we weren't too close in high school as we got became teenagers, but prior high school, you know, we all we played baseball, we played basketball, we played football together, we played all the sports. So I, I kind of had an understanding of knew who Justin was, knew he was a good guy. Um, and then I was like, hey, you know, be, you know, that'd be a good opportunity to reach out to him with him being a Fort Wayne, me moving, wanting to move to Fort Wayne and get some type of business partnership there and make it more, you know, make it that more impactful. That I thought,
0: right? Nah, and it was, it was such a, yeah, I remember all the times, man. There were so many different times that we all hung out and got together. And uh, obviously, I think I kind of got close within CART because of yourself. And then Justin, mm-hmm. Justin has always been like a, a good friend of mine, but we had definitely gotten closer, I think for sure after after college
1: yeah.
0: um and all that kind of stuff. And it was dope because I mean within leading your guys's business into cart and, and kind of getting it built up, it, it all led us into uh you know to the atrium in Fort Wayne and to mm-hmm. you know everybody who's at Star Fort Wayne doing stuff, all the different people who are creative stuff. I had Steve Franks on the podcast a few episodes back. Shout out to Steve Franks. We had so many good conversations and we talked about just how the beginning of all of that was and just how kind of important of a position that played in like in everybody's life at the time not just their business but i think personal life because even mm-hmm. for myself it, it felt like a very the, the cart there's a cart era in somewhere baked into into like 2017 stamped there that i was that i remember so mm-hmm. vividly and, and that was you know the cart era included a lot of that like steve frank's aaron and yeah. fucking I forget the other fucking dude's name that he was partners with at the time, but like it all these it, it you know it just it had a certain era within it. But with the atrium and start for Wayne and just learning about this entire list and laundry of people who are part of these uh part of the entrepreneurial community in Fort Wayne, like how did you kind of get involved with that? And like, I mean, how did how how did that kind of I guess change the dynamics of creating cart? Cause I'm sure it did for sure.
1: Absolutely. Um at that point, um, it was funny that you mentioned that because um this is still towards in the, the process of me living at home. I remember one Saturday morning, my dad, you know, he started to open up to my, you know, my curiosity, and my interest with business and entrepreneurship at my young age. And he, you know, he, my dad reads a paper like any classic old white dad <laughs> that picks up that newspaper, <laughs> that coffee first thing Saturday morning, cracks it open. He saw an article that was like in the, I think maybe the first or second page of the business section. And it, it was talking about this uh, nonprofit Start Fort Wayne opening up the atrium in downtown Fort Wayne, and it's going to be a co-working space for young entrepreneurs. And my, I, I think my dad read it enough to understand that him that might be something Dylan might be interested in. Which you know, huge shout out to my dad. You know, he I remember him giving me the article, and I just was like super interested. Looked right into it and saw they had like a grand opening event like a week later, and I was like, oh, I, I hey, I have to go to this. And I remember going on Facebook and adding like. The president of Start Fort Wayne, and then also Steve Franks. I think the two people I ad- I added that night, once I discovered that what the atrium was and what its purpose was, was like Dave Sanders, who was like the president of Start Fort Wayne at that mm-hmm. time, and then Steve Franks. I was like, hey, you know, man a little intro, Facebook message, that like, hey, I'm a young, you know, aspiring entrepreneur, and I want to go this 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 grand opening event and just see what this yeah. is all about. And they're all cool and you know, real nice and you know welcoming, and let me come in the mm-hmm. whole atmosphere entrepreneurship and yeah i remember hitting up justin i was like hey justin we have to go to the atrium downtown It says co-working space for entrepreneurs and that whole week they had this uh investor from uh san francisco named paul Singh, i think that was his name Mm -hmm. and he was like with a a vc group called uh i think 500 i think the name of the group was called 500 and they invested in Mm -hmm. companies like aol and yahoo and so they, I mean, they invest in some big companies, and this Paul guy was like a was one of the investors from that group, and he was in Fort Wayne, like visiting and trying to help Fort Wayne people understand entrepreneurship and what it takes to become a, you know, like a thriving city, like you know, like Silicon Valley, so to speak, mm-hmm. or um, like or like Nashville, Tennessee, or something like that. So, but yeah, right. just, I remember going to that grand opening event, and just like, know, holy crap, you know, there's other people around here. You know, it was pretty busy that night. I think there's like close to 50 to hundred people. And, you know, everyone was trying to do their own little business like Mm -hmm. full time. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, these people are actually wanting to do, you know, their own separate thing outside of their day job to make, you know, a living off of and build a business off of. So I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, no, it it used to surprise me. Well, yeah, it it surprised me a little bit uh, how, how many different businesses were being created and meeting the people behind these businesses, you know, like, I mean, I don't know if that I don't know if that kind of like was a, a shock to you a little bit, like just seeing how many jobs, how many entrepreneurs, you know, uh, there are in Fort Wayne. Like I never I never really thought about it like that when I uh, mm-hmm. like ever before graduating from college. I think that's when I kind of started to be like, wow, there's a lot of people actually doing this and and people are really trying to create stuff. And um, mm-hmm. it's cool because, you know, when I spoke to Steve, you know, we talked about a lot about the HM. and we talked a lot about CART, too, and just the whole the whole creation of cart um and that was just such a such a crazy time in life uh you know just just being in that experience i remember going to that little uh event or something that the, the atrium had one time and i don't know if it was steve's birthday i don't think it was steve's birthday but no. i just remember we went to some event me you and justin seeing all these different people uh i remember i felt hella weird because i'm like i don't know anybody nor nor did i really feel like talking to anybody <laughs> but like I was like, whatever. It was a cool time. Like, you know, people seem cool in there and, you know, hopefully those people are still thriving or doing something, uh, something with their time and life and whatnot. But with the change though, the, the, I think the biggest change of cart was obviously like the, you and Justin splitting up was like a pretty big change within cart. Um, and I want to talk about that. I want to yeah, talk about absolutely. that because that definitely, I feel like, I feel like that, stalled the fuck out of cart for a long time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think that stalled cart i feel like you know there's a there's a lot of different trial and error things that you know every business owner every entrepreneur every creative you know has to deal with in creating something and and putting something out there of a certain scale Um, Mm -hmm. but especially when you're trying to create something that's like a gig economy style app you know that can create jobs for people you know contracted Mm -hmm. jobs for people it's not necessarily the easiest thing I could imagine. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. but I want to ask, like, how did that, how did that switch? How did that, that, that split happen from your perspective? (laughs) From my perspective, I, I would say
1: the biggest thing, like both, I would say, you know, shout out to Justin, still love him, you know, still respect him back then being that young mindset, you know, we went into it with good intentions but being totally unsure about how business and how even partnerships worked out. Cause I, I, know I, once I, even now I realize, um, being by myself now and doing, and doing this stuff, I, I realized, you know, partnership is a
0: very, very tricky thing you know, for Especially you. Especially when you're in business with friends too.
1: It, yes. And I, Justin and I just didn't really, weren't aware of that. And I, we, you know, like I said, we walked into it with great attention, you know, great, you know, aspirations. We, we wanted to build this company, we, we, you know, we wanted to make, you know, this X number of dollars for ourselves and we wanted to be well known. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we had the mindset for it, but we just don't understand, I think, partnerships and how to, you know, have a fine line and have certain boundaries and, and say no to certain things or say yes to certain things. So I think just being very raw and also myself, you know, I take responsibility still having, you know, I, I'm still having that weak mindset on and off, you know, where I would go you know, take a trip somewhere for maybe a weekend or a week and be off, you know, smoking weed or, or drinking, you know, and just wasting time. But I I still wanted to do business. I still love business, but my heart all the time wasn't fully invested in it, you know, mixed with other, you know, short-term toxic things, just kind of spilling off and on onto the business and onto, you know, Justin and I's friendship and the partnership. It just eventually, you know, the maybe he saw it, maybe I never did, or maybe I saw it and just never paid attention to it. But the writing on the wall was clearly approaching and like, Hey, you know, Hey Dylan, Hey, Justin, you know, especially me, I took as a, Hey Dylan, you know, this is another wake up call for you. You know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to learn something from this. It's going to burn and hurt. um, But there's going to be something you can take away from it. There's going to be a lesson. So uh, it going through that whole bumpy process and that, and that raw emotions and, and trying to figure out what the hell was going on. I, I, I definitely took a lot from it. I've learned a lot. And, but yeah, I would say it's, it was a humbling um, roadblock and, but yeah, I, I would say I definitely learned a crap ton from the situation.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, it was tough. I mean, going in, going in business with friends, man is, is tough. Uh, I think a point that you were going to make, and I kind of cut you off was, you know, me running sw films by myself and having to kind of take care of all the marketing you know Mm -hmm. i do like the reason one why i don't have a business partner or anything like that right now is well one none of my friends are filmmakers so (laughs) you know like there's nobody that understands the business besides myself so that that kind of already x out any options of people um or at least an understanding of the film business because you know like you don't even have to be necessarily in the film business to even know shit about films, you know, there's certain things that you can do, but regardless. Yeah. I, and I just wanted to do it myself because it's like, there's uh, there's just no, no time. There's no, uh, there's no need for it at the moment. Um, now of course, eventually I am going to start bringing people and you know, uh, involved into the business. But as I kind of start to kind of really build a SW films, how I plan on it, there's really no reason for that. um, but yeah, going in business with friends, man. I've always heard, and I, and I kind of there's a quote I remember hearing in it, and I'm gonna try my best to like remember it or replicate it. But you know, going into business with friends, you're gonna lose one of those things. You're either gonna lose yeah. the business or you're gonna lose the friendship.
1: <laughs> in my case, in my case, it was almost both. Yeah, uh, you know, it, 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 yeah. I, I totally yeah. I would definitely agree with that. I
0: like that. Like I, I remember hearing that, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds kind of true, and. And, uh, I mean, for you, man, I mean, I think you guys, like, it was tough because like y'all had your guys' differences. You guys had like personal things that definitely went on. That wasn't like, that didn't help the, didn't help the friendship and then the business no. there wasn't good things. And no, I mean, I, de-
1: I definitely, I definitely made some bad decisions on my, on, on, on a personal friend basis and, you know, crossing boundaries where it was disrespectful to Justin. And, you know, we just, like I said, the, the raw communication was not there at some time, was not there at moments, and, yeah, it just it spilled over. It spilled over. And do you, it's a sad thing it happened, but.
0: Yeah. Like, do you regret any of that? Do you regret, like, that first, I guess, that first run of cart at all? Do you regret any, anything of how that, how that kind of went down?
1: I don't, man. You know, I, I – and this brings me to a good point. You know, I feel like most people, you know, they go through their first little setback as they – they hang their, their coat ups on that, that setback They're like oh shit you know I, I'm down the dumps right now I, I'm you know I'm not gonna come recover from this I'm just gonna kinda drag my feet and, and settle in life where it places me at. But I didn't want to accept that. So I, I I just wanted to learn from it, you know, understand that I fucked up in areas and 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 try to get and try to move past that and try mm-hmm. to you know try to grow from that. Because I, I, did, I didn't I didn't want to just to had that first little setback and like, oh, you know, fuck, you know, I just might as well close up shop and, and stop trying or, or stop trying to figure myself out. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It's never good so, to yeah. do that. It's never good to, like, you know, to, to fail and just be like, I'm not one of the people where, I like, if I fail at this film shit, I'm going to be like, ah, well, at least I tried. Fuck mm-hmm. all that. Like, I've, I've always, me personally, I've never liked that, well, at least I tried situation. No, mm-hmm. because if I like, I want, I want to, I want my, my attempt to lead me to, to continue leading me up this, up the mountain. I want the, Mm -hmm. I want this attempt to lead me to a destination of success or a destination of happiness and a destination of, of, of gratefulness. And I don't want to just, at least I tried and maybe, and, and you know, maybe the try makes people happy. You know, I don't fucking know, but to me personally, the uh, at least I tried mindset is not a good one Because I feel like people will lead in with it I'll try and if I don't, well, at least I tried At least, you know, fuck all that exactly so I, yeah. I, I get that, I get that I get that as far as like, you know You don't want to hang your head on it And I think both you and Justin have, have realized that And understood that um, mm-hmm. Because you guys have um You have You have both Kind of just like went off into your own Ventures of different businesses And different things to do, you know um, which is which is great you know and and obviously the venture that you stuck with is you stuck with cart um but but before when you guys had that kind of initial split uh Kart was still kind of silent for a while i mean I, I guess like were you were you still continuously planning to try to build cart up or were like you kind of also or were you kind of maybe like at a at a roadblock a little bit to where you kind of didn't know where you wanted to go with it or are you just trying to find a pivot a little bit yeah not
1: not so much a pivot but maybe just like a, a mental roadblock of just like hey I need, I need to step away and kind of figure out myself for a little bit and, and you know kind of deep you know dive deeper in my own mind and try to configure or try to figure out some more things about me and who i am so you know i used to take you know you know i mean, i used to take a random trip to colorado or like or all over the place sometimes just solo trips or maybe just one other person just to try to get away and just try to get some type of perspective and and, you know, listen to some more podcasts and watch more videos or read a, read a few more books. But, but yeah, once Justin and I split up, I kind of took that time to myself for about a year and a half to kind of, you know, just to kind of do my own thing and kind of go silent for a little bit um, yeah. and kind of re- rebuilt my confidence in a way, um, you know, developed a huge passion for fitness and, you know, keeping that, keeping my mind and my, you know, my body and, my, and, and that whole process fresh. So I could continue to think, continue to work on the things I sucked at. Um, and eventually, you know, get to the point where I felt I was you know, A, financially ready to move forward and build out the business, and B mentally ready to handle the trials. And yeah. and C, the biggest time to be, able, to be able to make that time in my life to, you know, to work on the business and do the things that need to get done.
0: No, definitely. Definitely. I think that's uh I think that was a was just a big we all have to do that kind of stuff when we especially when we kind of like have moments like that where it's like, "All oh, right, I really got to regroup and figure out what the fuck I got to do." You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, some people
1: they 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 fall like we said they they fall off and they they don't want to look themselves in the mirror and realize, "Okay, hey, I, I fucked up in this area, but hey, I I did great in this area. So why not? Let's just let's just, not, let's just try it again. Let's try it again. Like, what's what can happen? Like, you know, I'm not gonna die in the process, so. It's right. just going to be, it's going to eventually lead me to something. So let's just see what it's going to, let's just gonna see what's going to happen. So that's yeah. why I, I, I hate giving up. I hate, I hate the whole feeling just like stop trying because there was a lot of good that came out of the first initial, like, you know, early launch of cart, you know, we had great traction. So I'm just like, you know, why, why just hang that up? Because I was on in a certain area at the time. You
0: know, why, why can't I move forward now with it? So is there a little bit of pride in that did you have a little bit of pride in like you didn't like where you just didn't want to like quit because of like maybe what other people would have thought of you like not doing cart because of maybe yeah so, yeah
1: because yeah, yeah, i yeah because i poured like my passion into cart and like business and i wanted to do business at the time back my first launch cart. this is another side issue i think most people actually go through this is they want to be known and liked by people, you know, we all go through that. Like, Hey, we want to kind of like puff our chest out and act like, Hey, I'm running a business. What are you doing? Like, Oh, you just went to school. I'm um, well, I'm running a business. You know, we, we've right. had these talks and back yeah. then I was in that wrong mindset. I was in that wrong mind state and that would flash out sometimes and that would affect me mentally. But whereas now like, I don't, like, a, I, I truly don't care what people think about my personal life. You know, I make myself, somewhat kind of public on social media and what I like to do and things I'm interested in. But now I, I don't care what people think. I don't, I don't try to build out cart or do my, or I don't go about my day and try to please someone or trying to get attention. I just do things I like doing. And I do those every day. That makes me happy. Back then I, w- I was not doing things for myself to make myself truly happy. I was just doing to get some type of approval from either like, you know, from my fr- my close friends group, my parents, and just kind of puff my chest out and have some pride which you know that's yeah that's never a good thing at the end of the day
0: yeah man yeah no nah, i'm glad you say that because like that is true i think i think definitely back in the day and i think we we all do it though to a point because uh we all have it we every every human on this planet has ego like we all yeah. have ego and um you know i allow which people point? on we're this we just,
1: just want to be respected and liked you know by our peers
0: right for sure you know what i mean and everybody has ego but i would say definitely man back in the day that's something that i noticed i was like damn dylan really wants to to be out here taking these trips having this money being known for that shit and then eventually I, yeah i think it has a little bit stopped as far as like being flashy like that um yeah. because he used to be do that you used to do that shit a lot he used to do that shit time, a lot yeah. i'd be like i, I, I remember
1: like, once i dropped out of college i started taking like random road trips and i, I got like You know, like that bug of, like, traveling and just being, like, you know, like a a bum (laughs) on the road, so to speak. I I used to get through. But I used to like the whole process of just getting out of our environment and just getting out into, like, the world, you know, and just talking to
0: people. Well, you're outside of that, though. Outside outside of the traveling. I I think back in the day, you kind of just did it to do it. I mean, Dylan had a fucking Dodge Charger, a big-ass blue Dodge. The Dodge Charger had a, It had this whole rest look of... Piece. of yeah, recipes of to of that fucking car. But that shit had a whole look of assholishness, douchebag <laughs> type of qualities. And you can't lie. It definitely oh, It, was.
1: Did. it, it, it that, that car was like... Was basically like strapping like a couple grenades to my waistband. I, I didn't know about <laughs> it until they went off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, what the hell? Like, Before we really get into, because that conversation that will lead us to a different conversation, I want to get there. But I want to talk about Cart now, Um, where Cart is now. Like, obviously, you know, you launched Cart a few weeks ago, uh, relaunched it. Um, It's a whole new kind of not. I mean, I guess there's some new things that are kind of baked into it um, a little bit, and I kind of want you to explain a little bit about, I guess, some of the changes that you've implemented into Cart for this for this run of CART and hopefully this consistent and continuous run of CART?
1: Yeah. So I, I spent, you know, because I was actually going to relaunch CART back in, in 2019, but because um, I was actually, you know, with my, my full-time job, I was paying a, a developer locally in Fort Wayne to develop the technology, like develop a lot of back-end processes that Justin and I were doing manually that I knew that, you know, if, been, you know, if someone tech-oriented could figure these things out, it could save me a heck of a lot of time and be able to build the business out more efficient. So I was actually paying someone to have this done back in late 2019. And then I, you know, kind of burned through my cash at that time. And and then boom, here came coronavirus in like early February of 2020. And when I was because I was trying to launch you know car back in like October, November of 2019, but the cash shortage kind of stalled that. And then before I could really get things kind of you know moving again, you know, coronavirus happened in February of 2020. So I'm like, you know, crap, I can't really, I, you know, I, I was thinking about launching CART in 2020, but I'm like at that point, I kind of just like stopped working all, all together because I'm like, you know, I'm not sure what's going to come out of COVID, you know, mm-hmm. what's really going to happen. I, I saw businesses getting affected by it, people shut down. my cart. Like, right, no, thankfully I didn't relaunch CART because this would have been a, a shit show to navigate all the laws and the, and the ever-changing mandates are going around state to state. Um, so I, I just I kind of put part in the backburners in 2020, but I still had everything kind of prepped out in the back end that I wanted to do and things I was planning. Uh, luckily, 2021 was a lot better than the, you know, tw- last year. So, um, yeah, I was able to kind of continue forking out the cash for the development of the back end and kind of planning, you know, everything that needed to get done to to do a proper launch or a soft launch and focus on a few you know niche areas. Like right now, with Cart being relaunched, we're just focus- focusing on storage moves, uh, partnered with Fort Wayne Storage at all their locations. Um, and then working with like big realtors in Fort Wayne, with all, you know, because like if Fort Wayne right now is one of the top three housing markets in Fort Wayne. So we get a lot of leads on people moving to Fort Wayne or, or moving homes mm-hmm. and need their stuff picked up. You know, let's say they rent a pod, the pod gets dropped out at their old house. We have movers that will go there, load it up. And then a pile will get dropped out in the new destination maybe a week later. And we'll, we'll send, we'll send movers out there. to will load it. So yeah, just focus on, on, on the, on the, on the realtor side and the storage units. That's kind of carts niche right now and it, it's going good.
0: That's what's up, man. And like, that's dope how it kind of has, you know, finally like relaunched. And, and like I told you before, man, when I sent the message to you, I'm, I'm proud of you that you finally got it back up and going and, and just you know, just to go on this on this run again is nice, and I know it feels good, and I know it's something that you're happy about and excited about. Um, yeah, I,
1: I, I, I would say this is a like for the first time ever, again, like, just because I'm still young in business. I'm still like, hey, I'm I'm 26 years old. I'm, i I'm still very young, um, but this is the first time where I've been financially set, stable. I'm able to move forward and progress, and I don't care what anyone else thinks what I'm doing. I'm having fun with it. I like it. I love it. So I'm just, I, I feel very clear headed more than I've ever been in my life. And I'm, I'm settled sure. down in my life.
0: So for sure. Not nah, I'm I'm going to get, I'm going to ask questions that are going to lead a lot to maybe to, like I said, our topic later on, more just dealing with like the validation um, aspect that we're, that we talked about, but specifically like, one question I have is what made you not want to get another business partner for CART?
1: Just because I, I, I knew I could do the things that need to get done by myself or at least outsource some things and, and get it done. I didn't necessarily need a business partner to, you know, do a certain area of the business as of right now. So that's why I just decided after Justin, hey, at this moment, I really don't need somebody next to me as a business partner, but maybe just someone to kind of help me in certain areas, necessarily not not be on the business as a partner, but, you know, just help out in certain areas of the business,
0: you know, where it's needed. For sure. For sure. Definitely. And then, then my other question is kind of leading back to before cart or not before cart, but I think during the, during the first initial run of cart is did like, did you kind of look at it and, and I think you probably did. Cause I remember we spoke about this actually like a while back not a while back, but kind of recently when I was home or something, but we talked about uh, how at first car you kind of, you, you wanted money. <laughs> like you just wanted the money, not just wanted, it, but like, that was always like the, that was like always like the, maybe leading and motivating factor was like the idea of how much money this can bring a person and maybe yeah, not right. thought about how much it could help the community, how much it could, help just the the case for entrepreneurs in Fort Wayne as far as, like, what's being built by people out here, out there. Um, like, would you kind of say that was the mentality a little bit back then? Is, like, you kind of thought, like, man, this is going to make – this is going to be, like, a cash cow for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, most people do that. I mean, they get started off with a business. They think about the money, and like, you know, respectfully. You know, everyone's going to do that because, you know, you got to make a living off of it
0: of course you also
1: start thinking you also start thinking about like you know the things you can do with you know the extra money the things you can buy for yourself so yeah there is a there there was a selfish factor that kind of started off with that in the initial yeah. launch of the cart so yeah greed I, I think greed set in with myself and that mm-hmm. that, you know, that was another toxic trade that kind of slowly developed a certain state
0: yeah and uh, and it's good it's good now that this 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 run of course is nothing like it i think it kind of helps when you are when you have when you realize that when you're by yourself running something that you you have to hold yourself accountable completely you know what i mean you like you, you have to you, hold you are, yourself accountable. it's
1: you versus you it's you versus you every day and like, yeah, that's, that's why I like I tell you about I go on my runs at five o'clock in the morning and it's like it allows me to like deconstruct my mind and, and hold myself to like the pit. Yeah, because like, it's either it's either do it or don't do it. If you don't do it, you're not you're not going to get the things you want. So
0: for sure, every day I would I would say, and this is this is this is my definitely my uh, opinion as 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 a filmmaker and as a creative in that field and in industry. And just when I look at marketing, right, that's the one thing I always say, Yo, Dylan, this should to be marketed more. You know, I think that's the one thing that like, you know, I feel like would be so dope to have on cart is just having someone who would be responsible for at least allocating how to market things. Because I've said it, I say it to every single creative and every single entrepreneur that comes my way. And I think it's a conversation that, that, that has to come up is that marketing your business is like one of the most important fucking things in, in the entirety of your business, because social media is, love it or hate it. Social media is basically that this is how a lot of our shit gets marketed. Now that's how a lot of businesses get marketed. And since I've been on sets of these, you know, gigantic Aztec tech companies and I see how we're creating shit for their marketing, I'm like, and in distant, in different aspects too. Sometimes we're creating shit for in-house stuff only that the public won't see, or we're creating something for, you know, for obviously for the public to see about a certain product or about a certain service or whatnot. And all of that stuff helps the case of the brand and the business that you're creating. And my question is, why the fuck haven't you had more marketing for Cart? <laughs> like, we need to do a video. I keep saying that we need to do. We need to do a
1: video, things. but like right now, like you know, with Cart, you know, it's not a simple thing for like you're, you know, you're just like a one-sided marketplace because there's like you know, you have like the like on my end, like right now, like I'm I'm in a, very final process, like we talked about last week with, like, onboarding. the Because, like, right now, I have 36 applicants for drivers in Fort Wayne. I just ordered, onboarded a dozen of them. Still have to onboard another dozen more. Um, but, yeah, there, there's a lot of, like, back-end stuff that still has to kind of get done before I can actually go out and, like, market to, like, in the market. public. You know, and open the flight kits. Because you have to build, you know, partnerships with certain, like, realtors. Um, you know, keeping the Fort Wayne storage locations, you know, up-to-date with stuff make sure the processes are involved. So there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of checks and balances on the back end that are still kind of being developed before like, you know, a bunch of posts and, you know, a full blown marketing plan can be deployed.
0: Right. And that's what I was about to say. So I guess you're saying like you're, you're still in this, you're still in this introduction process. Yeah. Introduction process. Yeah. So like I, am
1: blessed with like my, my, my corporate sales job, I'm, I'm into a lot of customers' homes I speak to a lot of people, and I, I, I'm i always carrying my business cards with me. So I actually pick up quite a bit of leads like that in the back end. So um, the word of mouth it goes by pretty nice and quick with what I'm doing right now. But, yeah, I'm still in those intro phases right now where I'm just, you know, getting the gears turning, so to speak.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with that, but I'll give some more kickback, I, I, even though that is amazing, and I think that's great. I still feel like there has to be a sort of way to market, not necessarily step-by-step everything that's going on within cart, but still to give more awareness. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think the fact of like, if I looked at, if I was in your position, if I was the owner of cart and I had, you know, I guess the idea of marketing that I have is I think to myself, you know, especially depending on just the weight that the company carries, It's like okay, I've taken like a uh, however long Cart took off, like maybe like a a few months or some shit or a year or however long that time was, and thinking about okay, because even back then when Cart initially came out, there wasn't too much marketing. Like we had shot a few videos, but it was just both you and Justin talking at the camera, and like I love y'all, but those videos were so fucking boring. (laughs) They were boring (laughs) to do. Yeah, they're basic, man. You know, I mean, you guys were it was it was fun like those moments filming. We had a lot of crack you know cracking up about. I had a lot of crack, but we had a lot of funny <laughs> times <laughs> during that time. But like, I'm just like, that's not enough. Like, I feel like what I would love uh, is just maybe like, you know, obviously the talk about 30, the, the different applicants, maybe just like, I don't know, marketing of showing maybe more of uh, how those people are out there. And of course, I'm not trying to tell you how to run your business, but as the marketing mm-hmm. side of shit, I oh, love yeah. the Like, I love, like, that's one thing. Like I've told you, I, I've had ideas commercial wise ideas for, for cart for such a fucking long time like i'm telling you you need some cinematic excellence with your shit
1: i, I, I am i am getting ready for it man like you have I,
0: excellence I, you have the excellence in your business but you don't have the cinematic excellence yet and i'm telling you you know your best friend is here i'm here that's to why, help that's you why i something. have you
1: man that's why i have
0: you <laughs> so you know like that's something that is super important but i mean i guess that kind of leads into a quick brief conversation about social media i mean like Because, you know, social media is is a huge part of everyone's fucking lives. You know, Mm -hmm. like whether whether you're not on social media, whether you are like there's something that social media is always going to be a thing that's kind of affects certain people. And uh, I think, you know, with obviously running cart and yourself, you know, obviously having your own page and just like your own life and shit. I mean, you have posted so much more now on social media. I don't think you ever used to post as much as, as much before. I, I feel like you, like I said, I remember saying to all, all of y'all, y'all don't really be taught. Talk- I was the only friend in the friend group who would express himself like right, so- open on social media. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're you are social- shy with it, not shy with it, you know, because I feel like it just, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like, especially because my brand is me and I feel like that's just, you know, what I'm trying to sell is, uh, I feel like I have to be, you know, express myself a certain way, but I mean, for yourself, you have definitely been expressing yourself more on, on social media. Um, mm-hmm. I guess how, how has that kind of changed? How, like a, how, how are you, how are you adding that change to your life? Like expressing yourself a little bit more on social media? Yeah. Just showing, showing people like, and just kind of showing my life, like the things I like to do consistently, like getting
1: up, at, you know, like, like I've told you in the past year and a half, like doing a couple of triathlons and, And and getting involved with running, if running was a cool thing I discovered back when COVID first started, because I would get up in the mornings, and this is when I could barely run a mile. But like just doing something very hard to start your day was like groundbreaking for me. Like like holy shit! Like it made my day a lot better. I could think, I could do things ten times quicker. Um, But yeah, I I started to just really kind of show myself recently on social media about things I'm doing consistently, things I'm liking. And just showing kind of my passions, of what I do, kind of what you do. Do you,
0: do you think, um, do you think like ha- more happiness has kind of led you to post more about uh, more stuff on social media?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I I would say like you know relaunching Cart, you know, a month ago. I've been like, I say throughout the most of this year, I've been like in a, I've been approaching like that. Not, I would say that final stage, but like that true, like inner happiness, inner self respect you know, understanding of who I am, what I want to be, where I want to go and just mm-hmm. having a, I think at this point, like ultimate awareness for, you know, a 26 year old in life. So yeah, I feel comfortable. I feel very comfortable in my own skin, my own shoes uh, about what I'm doing right now and just and being open with it and not caring. I think the biggest thing is I, I don't care what someone thinks anymore. So, mm-hmm.
0: right. You know, cause yeah, I think, that came to my mind just like i feel like i feel like for a lot of folks i mean when people are happy people are going to start to be more open on social media you know um mm-hmm. and it's and i feel obviously it's tough when you know people it's it's been rare occasions sometimes where I, even when i feel like shit i've been put po- i post the stuff on social media uh yeah you know i like to express myself in all types of ways kind of at least now it's changed now more that i've moved but I want to go back to, I want to go into the conversation now about validation and just yourself and, 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 you know, uh, creating some, maybe some enemies along the way and, and all that, you know, I posted, I posted a, um, I posted a, a Facebook, uh, comment, <clears throat> or excuse me, a Facebook status. I posted this, that that I heard from the Mike Tyson podcast, uh, with Joey badass, which is a great podcast, by the way. Um, he said he said that there was a book that he's got this quote from, but he said, a, a man who is friends with everyone is an enemy to himself. Yep. And mm-hmm. I loved that quote. It really stuck out to me because it, it kind of reminded me of maybe how the ways that I've kind of have moved and how I thought about certain, certain situations and, and just you know, wanting to not always necessarily involve myself with every single person or trying to you know be involved myself with every single person. Um, mm-hmm. for yourself, I feel like that's definitely applied I feel like that's applied to definitely to all of our group a little bit. but for you yeah. specifically, for you specifically, would you say, Dylan and be honest, would you say yeah. that you have created you have created some 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 enemies in the past and since 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 college, since I came back home?
1: Oh a- absolutely man when you're when you're young when you're like when you're young, you're just naive and you're, you're just like not grounded really in anything of course you're going to fuck up stuff. You're going to fuck up relationships. You're going to fuck over some people and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to make mistakes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everyone has their breadcrumbs. And, you know, like, I always like this like theory and this, this, uh, this thing I read in this book about, you know, if you leave enough breadcrumbs in your past, you know, you'll eventually get to the point where you're looking over your shoulder constantly and the world gets really, really small. Um, so I, I've had those moments in my life, but now, you know, I've, I've been able to repair some things some stuff, you know, I'm just going to leave. You know, it's not worth my time or you know to do so anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd say my past life, like anyone, like you're 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 definitely going to fuck some people over and you're messing relationships up. Um, but I guess you know once, hopefully, if you do learn from it and realize the issue you had, and and, and if you're able to fix the problem, maybe you can go back and 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 uh, reconcile that relationship or you know leave it be where it's at. So. But yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, I, I confess, man. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's always a few moments when I wake up in my morning, uh, I'm kind of like, dissect, dissecting my mindset for the day. I'm like, you know what? There's still that person or, or a couple people I still need to reach out to to just say, hey, you know, back then I, I was not, you know, mentally aware of what I was doing. You know, I, I, you know, effed up in this spot. So, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, that has happened for sure. Big time.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely like certain relationships that aren't always needed, needed to be mended. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I get that part of it. Like there's people who I had to cut off who I'm like, I don't really need to mend this relationship Uh, because, you know, especially if the relationship doesn't serve me or I don't serve the relationship. So there's sometimes no reason to go back and, and, and heal that you know i think the healing yeah. comes by cutting the shit off sometimes you know uh, but but as but like you said young being young and and maybe just you know kind of having a little bit of ego and arrogance and ignorance play into a lot of these moments sometimes that's when you realize like okay i really truly fucked up there you know yeah. maybe i should try to you know try to you know uh, tie up some loose ends uh oh, yeah. for lack of a better word because i mean would, would you say man and be real too another be real moment if you had to look back to some of the uh, to some of like the the things that maybe you know that you've like maybe done personally whether it was to be funny or whatever to to folks would you sometimes look and be like damn i I, i'm a sometimes i have been a piece of shit to people in certain big
1: big, big time like i because i I feel that way too
0: i feel that way not about you but i feel that way about myself how i've dealt yeah like even recently i've i've there's certain moments where I'm like, damn, I was kind of a fucking piece of shit for that. Like for <laughs> but I like really truly well, hurt somebody, you know. You have
1: always been blunt. Like we we all know that. Like we do, like you're pretty straightforward with most people. So like Yeah. I, I give you the pass with some people you've you've dealt. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, with me, but yeah, like yeah, I mean there's something like I said, there's certain moments I look back in my life and like Dylan. like you were a complete fucking idiot. And and you knowing you really you know, you really fucked up there and back then you just didn't realize you weren't man enough to admit to it and come forth with it. Um, and, and it caused some, you know, some, some slight error in your life. So yeah, there, there's some different times I was back. and like, man, that's, that's terrible. Like that's why.
0: <laughs> well, what's cause now, you know, now you've completely, I can, I can tell, I will say this, I'm gonna give you your flowers again. One thing I can tell is that you have completely like changed in terms of how you carry yourself solo, how you just, how you're, how you want to be like, your are like your peace of mind, I think is what you've completely changed. I've seen that happen. I see how fitness has been uh, a huge part of your life. And I want to kind of break in off into that, but I think the fitness aspect of your life has kind of came kind of full circle because, you know, like football, I feel like led into like you wanting to you like after football, like I, I'm kind of the same way where it's like, After football, even though I'm not playing the sport anymore and I still love football and like there's still a passion of me that wants to like get out there and fucking tackle somebody. Mm. (laughs) It's like there's still a passion of like, damn, I want to make sure that I'm still I feel as healthy as I did when I was in those moments or feel as strong as I did or stronger, you know, when I was in in those moments. Like there's still that passion of it. And I see fitness has definitely seemed to be a big Mm. peace of mind thing for you. Like you're talking about, you know, you getting up and running five in the morning and doing like you've done marathons you are or you've done like a triathlon you did a couple of a couple different events and I want to talk about those two but like though that like that those are huge moments I've seen like that there's a big change in your life and I commend you for doing that because mm-hmm. it's a true commend because look when we were playing football I remember the times man doing the uh conditioning the conditioning bro, you're terrible bro you would be you'd be sweating hard bro me and Skylar Winner shout out to Skylar Winner Skylar's like a much bigger, more bigger Weight guy than like I am or you, we would be whooping your ass in all those conditioning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and now it's like you're dragging doing, ass. Yeah. yeah, now you're over here doing triathlons, man, and you're doing something that like me personally, like I, I, I like you did the, the. I think the triathlons where you have to bike and swim and run, right? Is that, is that the one I'm thinking? Yes, yeah, sw- swim, bike,
1: run, and then like you know the half marathon ran in uh, in Austin, Texas. And things like that, but yeah. I mean, it's just crazy endurance stuff. That I was it's getting addicted to
0: crazy, and it's like, yo, I can't fucking swim, so like, I could, I would not want to do that. And even the biking and running, like, I could definitely run and bike for a, f- a certain amount of miles. Like, I've been getting yeah. so much into hiking to where like my endurance is getting stronger. When I, when I did squats last night, it reminded me of what kind of endurance I need to have because I was doing a mm-hmm. lot of reps during squats and, and like a you know, a decent amount of weight and shit. And I'm like, damn. This is actually a lot more of endurance shit than I thought. But anyway, like that's yeah. crazy. But how how did fitness, man? How what made you like? Because you really like encompass that into your peace of mind and, and your mindfulness. How did you yes yeah. put that a part of your life?
1: Yeah, I've kind of centered centered my to, when I went to like my twenty nineteen. Again, I'd say like later part twenty nineteen when I went like fully committed. I'd, I'd even say early twenty twenty like. Um, I, I went to like I wanted to fully wrap my mind and body around something that was very grounded in structure, something I could take very personal. And that was like, you know, that's my, my personal health and fitness. Something so easily that people always forget to do is take care of themselves, um, and that, that you know that means mentally, but also physically. And I, I, like I said, I always through training, through football and gearing for college, I love going through that hard workouts, the feeling afterwards. But yeah, I, I found myself, my true self, my true happiness, going through like hard workouts, discovering things, you know, because I have like, you know, me, I have an addictive personality. So once I kind of discovered things I, I had slight interest in, I start doing more and more and more. And then fitness became that thing where I just, I, I continue to do research, you know, how to, you know, better approach my body, my mind and it's paid off. You know, it's, it's allowed me to enter a deep peace of mind and I love doing it so it's like it's always there for me you know you know that's an old saying go when you go in the gym you know you can't cheat anything because it's going to show like you know you can't you know 100, 135 pounds is 135 pounds you can't cheat that <laughs> so yeah. no, and you definitely. can't cheat i mean if you cheat a workout you I mean you're just cheating yourself so i mean it's kind of like you, versus yeah. you it's truly you versus you so you kind of get to have that that mental battle and i and i like Besides running, you know, running is a very meditative thing. But when I'm lifting weights, for example, I kind of get to pull my demons out of the closet and face them head on, mm. and 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 kind of you know make peace with them every workout. Right. So no, definitely. yeah,
0: I I feel that as I've been getting back in the gym because you know I haven't I during during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, I like stopped working out like in the gym wise, you know, and then I was basically hiking a lot, which hiking really became this meditative type of situation for me and and i haven't hiked i hiked last week which was cool it was a nice hike around around my new areas like that's one of the reasons i haven't hiked as much because i'm still trying to acclimate myself in this whole new town and whole new city and shit you know that i moved and whatnot but now that i've been back working out i'm like yeah and i feel it i feel definitely uh that kind of moment of like you said a mental battle i feel that that's what it felt yeah, like it, the- and, and,
1: yeah it makes you feel better about yourself man it makes you bail yeah. it makes you like you want to approach your business more, more more enthusiasm makes you want to reach out to people it makes you want to do more so yeah i mean like i feel like fitness and especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're building a business or hey you're working a full-time job trying to build a business you have to take care of your physical health because you're just gonna hit. you're gonna hit a block i mean you're gonna hit like a dead end where you're, oh, yeah. you're mentally not going to be able to get through it. But you know, if you're going through hard workouts or pushing yourself in the gym, you're going on long runs or you're, you're doing some type of hard activity, that's going to allow you to like push through, you know, a short-term thing in
0: business or in life. So mm. no, 1000% and, and shit, man. Like you, you make a really good point. There is just as far as like, you know, like being physically fit while you're still doing all this shit for your work. Like, I mean, that's true, man. I would say that, just as far as anybody but i mean even for filmmakers too i'm like yo filmmakers are dealing with so much you know stress with these long ass hours and these crazy ass schedules and stuff and it's like keeping yourself physically fit is important so i'm like yeah that's why i try to make sure i'm I'm, i stay strong i stay you know trying to eat good and all that kind of shit which is still a very tough thing diet is always a tougher thing than i think than actually being in the gym but that's such Mm -hmm. a huge part of it um but with the business aspect of it though because of your love of fitness though i mean what have have like how, what has I guess why never have you thought or created I guess like a business in that fitness world have you ever thought about that or is like is fitness simply a it's more of like a personal hobby personal thing that you want to keep close to you outside of the business outside of work
1: yeah it, it's my personal like tool like it's my it's like you know everyone had kind of has like their tool they use to get their point across of who they are or what you know what their mindset is and for me it's it's fitness because i have like you know i, I consistent love for it and I, I can go through you know those hard workouts and, and i i love the feeling of what it does for my mind my, my personal mindset so yeah it's my personal tool that you know like hey dylan belcher this is his thing that i use to yeah. get through stuff in life and, and it recenters me i like get man you could have a shit fucking day and go through a hard workout for an hour and bust ass and, and leave walking out of the gym, feel like a whole different person. Like you can go, you know, you can get through that mental roadblock you had. So for me, it's just a personal tool as of right now, you know, I do get reached out by, you know, um, people that want to connect, you know, I've been like recently connected with like local Fort Wayne fitness people. Um, and just, you know, cause I, as I make myself more well-known out there, which I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to connect with people too, which is a big mm-hmm. thing. So I feel like anyone that's consistently, you know, treating themselves right physically and mentally, you know, you're going to eventually connect with the right people. So, for sure, uh, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to throw good energy out there, and I know people consistently watch my stuff. through, you know, hopefully that influences them to take care of themselves, you know, or maybe get through a mental roadblock. So, right. it helps me. I mean, it's got. I'd say fitness has got me through uh, depression. You know, it's got me through mental roadblocks. It's. I mean, it's definitely helped me. So it's. It's a, it's a it's a very, very, I'd say for me, myself is a very passionate tool that I can use.
0: Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think it would change if you tried to add a business element to that or try to add some sort of business to, to your fitness or to fitness? Do you think it would change how you, how you feel about that?
1: I'm not sure. Like I, I, business or no business of all and fitness stuff I I would do. I I would still treat it, you know, I, I would do now, you know, I, Hell, like I work out two times a day, almost six days a week, where I'm running, lifting weights in the evening, and I do that all free. You know, I'm making no money off of it. I'm spending money actually to do all that stuff monthly, like with massages and, and running stuff and, and weightlifting stuff and supplements and, and food. But yeah, I do I do all that out of love for it. So, but yeah, if if anything business wise were to come out of it, I'd be open for it. I really would be.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but as of right now, I'm just doing what I'm doing with it.
0: Have you, um, like, cause back to, I guess to the idea of marketing and promoting, like you have obviously put a lot of like your fitness journey, especially recently in the past, like I would say year or two on like online on social media. Do you think mm-hmm. that maybe the, the more, cause I'm sure, like you said, you've had people hit you up about fitness and maybe wanting to help them or, you know, giving them some sort of tip about how to, to, to get themselves a little bit more healthier and physically fit. Do you, do you think that the way you've marketed yourself out there in this, in this kind of, you know, doing the triathlon and and talking about your runs and, you know, hitting different PRs and all this kind of stuff. Do you think that people kind of get it, may may get it confused a little bit, like saying how, thinking how like, Oh shit. Okay. This dude must be like a personal trainer and not realize like, Oh shit, this dude actually runs a business called cart. Like, do you think Mm -hmm. there's a confusion there a little bit? sometimes
1: i'm not sure you know like some people they you know they use a personal brand to beef up their business like you you know like you're kind of like a, a utility knife you know or blade for your company and for you whereas with me i kind of keep my business separate of my personal life i kind of like i, I draw a line in it, in it right now so uh i'm not sure you know that's kind of a, a personal preference for each individual how they perceive me you know someone who doesn't know me or someone who does know me but yeah, I just, you know, I have my business. I, I want to run full time, but I also have the side personal life on, on my social media where I just express like my, my, my personal hobbies, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. So, for but yeah,
1: sure. I, I I have a line that definitely dissects, you know, dissects the
0: two things in my life for sure. Nah, definitely, man. I, I would, I would, yeah. I was, yeah. Cause yeah, fitness, yeah, fitness is such a huge part of, I it's it's growing much more of a huge thing in your life. And I know that you're planning on doing another a marathon, right? You're doing a marathon yeah. like pretty
1: soon. Yep, in Austin, Texas, with uh, with BPN uh, on January 29th. So, uh, shit,
0: it's gonna
1: be Yeah, it's gonna be out a really cool. Uh, it's only 175 runners. Uh, like I, like it's race sold out in under a minute and 56 seconds exactly. So um, <laughs> yeah, crazy. just gonna go out there with a small group of people and, and be with like you know if you ever get a chance watch Nick Bear and uh, Bear Performance Nutrition based out of Austin, Texas they're like a rising company right now and they're doing a lot of cool things. I kind of gravitated towards their people and their mindset and culture. So, but yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just like going down there on a big Texas ranch and just run this marathon with like those group of guys and those people.
0: For sure. That's, that's, that should be fun, man. That should definitely be a fun time uh, going back to Austin. You yeah. know, one thing I want to ask, and we've talked about it so many times, but like, I want to ask, um, Cause you mentioned it too earlier about like, you know, taking a chance to like escape a little bit, not really, not really escape, but just taking a time to, I guess, expand your perspectives in different places, you know, like going to Colorado or going to Kentucky uh, coming out here and all this kind of shit. Like what, um, I guess my question is, is like, what is your thoughts about leaving Indiana to like eventually live somewhere else? Like, We've talked about that a lot like i was the well brandon spalding was the first one to really take that leap of like leaving you know he oh, lives yeah. in in yeah. in uh he lives in missouri and yeah, like st louis that was a huge thing i remember dropping his ass off at the, at the bus station shout out to my guy man i'm so proud of him and and then oh, no, I, man. He was, and then acres too acres as well man acres fucking moved out to, to lafayette never even been there and you know as a, as a general manager at plant for, of the planet fitness like, even him, like, that's a huge thing. And then, of course, I moved 2,000 some miles away from home all the way to California. Uh, like, I guess, have you, have you kind of thought about where, what you're next, if, if that's in your mind and in your thought, um, have you ever thought about, like, I guess, where you could see yourself at next?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like if the opportunity you know came about, I, I would definitely be open to moving out Fort Wayne. And I, I would, you know, if, the, if something came up now and it was like, it was, it was a good enough thing that I could uh, attack an approach, I would for sure move out Fort Wayne in a heartbeat or, you know, relocate somewhere short-term or long-term. So yeah, like Texas would be cool. Like I love Texas, you know, going there a few times already. Like I could definitely see myself, you know, around like the city of Austin, for example, i feel like that city is like definitely on my top list of cities i, I could move and it's to. growing
0: it's a growing it, city it,
1: it's growing man and austin's like one of those cities where people will tell you it's like uh it's a city that only likes people who who truly be themselves you know hmm. so you can't yeah, Austin, you know, really take it on yeah just kind of be who you are and what you want to do and people kind of gravitate around that
0: yeah no it's growing for sure it's definitely a uh a growing place. Shout out to my boy, Taylor Fredericks, who's out there, another a great filmmaker. Uh, but when I spoke to, I had uh, my home girl from Detroit, Abriana Walton. Shout out, Bree, from the D. Uh, she, we talked a lot about how her love for Detroit is and how like, she's kind of content in being there right now and, and you know, how basically if she moves, it's going to be like the work will take her, you know, if, if that would be her thing. I mean, does that kind of the same thing for you? Like, do you think if it's like a work Situation, something for your business, something a financial or you know business opportunity that you think that'll eventually probably move you out of Indiana.
1: Yeah, I I think that like in my life, I think that might happen. Like, it definitely comes to my mind a lot more often now as I age. But yeah, I I could see that easily happening for sure. You know, how fast the world's changing, all these opportunities that you know sprout out of social media, and someone happens to find you, you connect with someone. Uh, mm-hmm. A move like that can happen pretty quickly. So, even like you know, like um, you know, just now mentioning in the podcast, you know, falling in love with with Kim from Germany.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Hold uh, on, we going to so, talk like, about that. Big,
1: yeah, big shot. <laughs> and by the way, I got like five minutes. Like, MacBook shuts down. So, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. I already know because yeah. you are sitting in the dark, but cool and shit.
1: But uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, I would move away. Like you know, if that if that you know if Kim went into Seriously, move back to Europe. You know, there's an opportunity out out there for me. I, I would take advantage of it. You know, I, wow. I would do
0: so. Will Will you be prepared to get the vaccine? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, literally, uh, have, have
1: you Have you heard of a uh, fake vaccine card? I can get one of those. uh propped up.
0: Oh goodness! Look, they're gonna kill you in the comments or wherever the fuck. <laughs> oh my god! But hey. get <laughs> that that's all that's all that's all him right there that's all him yeah no um, we'll figure it out (laughs) anyway (laughs) now since your shit is dying of course it is uh but like i want to talk about that with kim man just like you're in a relationship now shout out to kim an amazing amazing woman i'm gonna give you flowers again kim is, is, is is i'm gonna give kim some flowers actually fuck you i'm gonna give kim some flowers not like actual flowers but i'm gonna give her some appreciation right now is that she, she is such a very nice person and I can tell that she's made a very big change for you. And I want to talk about how, how has she affected you like to change? Like, cause now, cause now, you, like I said, th- there's a different bit of peace of mind and mindfulness there. And I can tell mm-hmm. that Kim is a huge part of that. Like, how did that, how, how did that become for, for you to have that change because of her?
1: Yeah, man, I would say like last long-term relationship before Kim was, like, you know, shout out to Haley Stout, like, high school <laughs> girlfriend, like, yeah,
0: shout out, like, though, shout out,
1: yeah, like, you know, no disrespect, you know, all love there, Um, but, yeah, I just say, like, you know, that five, almost five years, of like, now, I mean, of course, you know, like, meeting girls, you know, out in the bar, or, uh, like, different areas we traveled to, like, you know, we, we obviously had those interactions in between, you know, you and I and other friends with girls, but, like, Once I kind of started selling down who I was and things I liked doing and and sort of, you know, becoming and expressing who I really am at the end of the day as a young 20 year old in my early 20s, you know, here comes Kim last year, in my life. And I I was kind of like, I was just enough mentally ready to be aware of who she was as a person. And thank God I was aware just enough to take her in with open arms and, and start growing and working along with her. And to realize like seriously seriously realize like hey this is a girl that you know kind of wants a lifetime situation you know don't fuck it up here it is you know here's your opportunity so I, I viewed Kim as an opportunity and, and someone I felt deeply in love with so and, and here it is like yeah you know, we've been together for a year almost just about and it's like I look back and like you know time's flying by and yeah. it's like wow. You know, this is, is, is it's impacted my life because I've become a lot less selfish or selfish. Um, I, I, uh, I care more. I kind of, my communications are a hell of a lot better um, with myself or family and friends. And yeah, it's just, it's just impacted me. There's like no negatives there. It's all positive. I can't really look back and, and, and draw a red flag out of the situation of meeting Kim. You know, it's been nothing but positive. So.
0: Yeah, just that's keep great, her, man. Just keep moving forward with it. Keep moving forward with that for sure, man, cuz I mean, it, she's definitely she definitely seems like a shining light for you. And listen mm-hmm. to her. Listen to her. Don't 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 uh don't argue with her about your know, dumb ass shit that you like sometimes.
1: No, <laughs> listen I mean. to her.
0: She's a very she's a very smart person and she I feel like she only wants the best for you. She rides for you. One of the things that I seen that I fucking loved and I forgot to tell you this. I, you posted it. It was, uh, I think she was like, you were at the gym and she was in the gym, like reading on the ground or something. Out, uh, yeah, Like yeah, she was like just in, I don't know if she was working out, but she was just in there because you were working out yeah, and you she guys is. were having time. That's hella cool. Like that, that love man is amazing. And you know, me and you have I've always talked about trying to, you know, find the woman of our dreams and, and just like really building that love and building that relationship and that like a family damn near, like it's, yeah. you know, uh, that's it, it's powerful. It,
1: it's powerful, man. Like, you know, I appreciate that because, like, once you find that person, like, and that person understands it too, like, it's, it's powerful. Like, you, like, you almost, like, look that person up in the eyes at night when you're falling asleep and you get teary-eyed because it's, like, it's so much passion. Like, you can, like, you can literally feel the energy, like, rub off. And it's, like, it's, yeah. it's an awesome feeling, man. It makes me, it takes a big stress off my back and it allows me to approach my goals of like, business or fitness a lot more open and a lot more dedicated right. towards it.
0: No, one thousand percent, man. Uh, I guess my last thing, since your fucking shit's about to die, we might have to we might have to run this back for a part two eventually. Part two, we that uh,
1: for two hours.
0: <laughs> just about. Uh, one thing I want to say, man, is um, or one thing I want to say is what I guess what what uh I guess advice or motivational inspirational type of shit would you leave uh people with like you know to take for people who are trying to kind of get in your similar situation as far as like building a business and and just completely changing themselves with fitness or whatever it may be
1: yeah my biggest advice not to get like long-winded with it but is uh you know don't give up um you know you're gonna have setbacks you're gonna you're gonna fuck shit up at, at you know from the beginning you you'll probably still will fuck up more and more and more but just continue to keep trying, keep doing. Don't be worried about some end result. Don't be worried about what other people think, which is one of the biggest things. Just be open to new things and just, and just do things solo. I think that's the biggest thing. Just like have the guts and courage to go out and just do things by yourself. And if people want to look at that weird or, or talk about it or unfollow you, be okay with that. That's who cares. know, just do what you think is cool. You know, have fun doing it, and if you want to make a business out of it or some type of hobby out of it, move forward with that. Um, and yeah. just you know, and just try to along the way, you know, figure out the good stuff you're doing, keep on doing that, and you know, eventually you'll look back and create a life you know that you wanted. So, I think mm-hmm. overall, I think success, you know, I used to view success as like things and possessions that you had to get, like a car or a house or a family. But I think honestly, man, success is just openly like being willing to daily move forward with something you want to do. And I feel like if you're pursuing something daily that you want to do and you have the means to do so, I feel like that's success. in so terms like you're, Absolutely. you're out doing film stuff, like people look at you from our hometown and they like, Hey, that that's, that's successful. That's success. You, you, you can hang your hat up on that. You can hang your hand and be like, all right, you know, I'm Stefan I'm, I'm doing this film stuff. That's I'm successful now, but you don't, but people back home away from your level view that as pure success. I don't view what I'm doing as successful, not even close to it, but I'm pursuing what I I like doing. So I'm sure people look at me from the other end of the stick and like, Hey, you know, he's having a successful early life. So there's so many, there's so many ways to view it. There's not, people need to stop looking at one a one-sided way because there's just, there's no right or wrong to it. I mean, there is a wrong way of doing things, but there's just find what you like doing and just be good at it and be a good person and be and be open to new things
0: so that's the biggest thing man absolutely absolutely man i love it one thing that steve frank said in his interview is there's no wrong way to do it except if you don't do it yeah and i'm like yeah that's one thousand percent love steve man steve's always on it always on it dylan if you could just list whatever your social medias are so people can figure out where to follow your excellence and, and see the cool shit that you're doing
1: Yeah, I'll just be simple with it, man. Uh, People can follow my public uh, Instagram page, Dylan B, D Y L A N B one four five four, or they can view my company CartDelivery.com. So
0: yeah, that's C
1: A R T T.
0: Awesome, and I just want to say, man, thank you once again, brother. You already know I love you to death. You are my motherfucking guy for life. And I appreciate you, man. And uh, you're amazing. You're my homie. I love you, dog. For everyone who's listening and watching, uh, please remember to subscribe to uh, uh, to SW Films. Subscribe to the Excellent Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And I will see you guys on the very next episode.